Welcome back into the Trib Preps Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, reporter here at the Tribune, joined today by assistant sports editor Todd Sommerfeld, and we're going to be talking about some spring sports that are just getting really into the swing of things here with baseball, softball, track, uh, all types of stuff going on here in the spring. Uh, talk about some no-hitters that we saw this week, um, a couple of big performances from the Central Baseball team, and Thomas Dalton Prilip having a great start to his season. Uh, lots of stuff to get into, so we'll jump right into it. Oh, and if you might notice, you don't hear Zach James, our other colleague here on the podcast. He's off to a new job in Iowa, so congrats to him. But he will be, he's no longer with the Tribune, but he's off to a new job. So You're down um, to us. Yeah, you're down to us, exactly. So if you don't like us, too bad. Um, <laughs> so, Todd, let's jump right into the no-hitters. On Tuesday, we saw four no-hitters across our area. A uh, couple of them were combined, but still, no-hitters nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Um, just running down the list quickly, uh, Delaney Satia for Holman. She threw a no-hitter over Sparta. Casey Storley and Evan Densat of the Caledonia baseball team teamed up to get one over Winona. Jacob Joy and Ryan McGrath of Prairie Duchene got one over DeSoto. And Riley Wakan and... Who knows? Number 25. You did a great job, number 25, but we don't have a roster for your team, nor do you have any online anywhere. So let that be a message to coaches out there. Please send them in and or post them somewhere. But anyway, uh, Todd, what do you think it is about just early season baseball? It seems like any time early in the year, maybe in that late of the year stretch where the cream kind of rises, where no hitters just seem to happen. Yeah, we, it's, we've had uh, some no-hitters early before. Um, I think uh, even though you're not seeing pitchers go out there and, and throw the whole game, you're seeing them go out there and have command of what they're doing, and the, kid, the hitters will have to catch up a little bit. Um, but, man, what jumps out to me is yeah, Prairie Sheen softball and baseball get no-hitters. What a year for Prairie Sheen. Yeah, they've I mean, just been every sport. Everything. I mean, the football team was great. The basketball teams had great seasons. The wrestling team, you know, got to the sectional as a team and had, had a bunch of state qualifiers, and now we go into spring and they're throwing no-hitters already. Um, and, and both against DeSoto, and, and DeSoto have been, you know, teams that have gone to state in recent yeah, years. historically very good, it, both yeah, programs. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, I just, uh, April 1st marked 16 years for me here at the Tribune. And my very first assignment was a Prairie Sheen to Soto baseball game. No over, kidding. Over in Stoddard. Um, so, <laughs> and I mean, that's where the game was it, for the baseball team. Was it Stoddard? <laughs> Stoddard, was it Stoddard, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, they always play each other early in the season, and it's always a, a nice matchup for each of those teams because they're both perennially very good teams. Um, you know, we'll see kind of what DeSoto can do from here on out, but Prairie Sheen is loaded. Um, so it should be a fun spring uh, for Prairie Sheen again, it looks like. Yeah, you mentioned loaded. I mean, Delaney Sasha for Holman yeah. has been, you know, the last couple of years been a very, very strong pitcher. Everybody kind of knows when you're going into a Holman game and she's going to start, you've got your work cut out for you. But yeah, then the Holman, Holman's lineup puts up 20 runs, too. Well, and Ellie <laughs> Klein being a freshman. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. She had three hits in that game. Sammy Chapman had, had a bunch of RBIs. Uh, Sydney Jar, I think, did too in that game. Uh, Sammy's been on the team for, for a few years and had you know some big games. They've had such good lineups right. that uh, you know they, Kendra Lee's not there anymore. That's obviously a big hole. You've got to get some run producing there. Um, but uh, Seisha, you know, coming off the ACL, did really well last year, and it looks like she's certainly on top of her game this time around. But uh, it should be a fun year in the MVC for softball, and I think it'll be fun in baseball too. Uh, I think you have you have Connor Prelip and, and Tolman's going to give them a lot of wins. Oh, sorry, I said Dalton gonna, earlier. That oh, was his that brother. Was Connor, yeah, yeah, um, Connor. <laughs> but uh, he, they're going to throw him out there for the big games. He's going to be tough to beat. Um, but after that, 
you know, if, if someone can can break through and, and, and beat him, um, you're going to have a bunch of teams just waiting in the wings for a shot there. I think Holman will be good. Onalaska will be good. Central, we've already seen, you know, win a couple of good games. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I think in baseball, softball gets a little, I know it's not for all the old school type of people that players are, you know, going to see pitching coaches or doing stuff like, on top of AAU and travel ball and that type of stuff. But I think that's really starting to show, like, the pitching talent overall. And then you look at the, the power of pitching that we've seen in softball year after year. We're getting Division two and, you know, college-level pitchers mm-hmm. around a bunch of these schools. Like, this stuff works. I mean, yeah, it's not great anybody specializing. We know, know we all know that. Everyone would rather have them play multiple sports. But some of these girls that are doing, you know, a lot of work pitching or, or – it's paying off for them. Yeah, the pit, the pitching thing. There's there's a lot of kids around here that are really getting into it when they're young, and just kind of following it through. Uh, Sarah Krause had a one hitter, and we were hearing about Sarah a couple of years before she even got to high school, and she certainly followed through on the hype uh, that, that kind of surrounded her coming in. Jordan Clemens was leaving. They said, "Well, don't worry, Sarah Krause is coming," yep. uh, and she's come in and, and done a great job. And and Isaiah, another one that we that we mentioned before, has done great the last two seasons after, like I said, coming off that injury. Yeah. And you mentioned Connor Pilot, and maybe people don't know out there, but uh, a guy that's got an Alabama baseball scholarship yeah. is that, that he's accepted, so he knows what he's going to be doing after this season. He's a senior over in Toma. Um, pretty much knows. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Pretty <laughs> much knows. Uh, but, I mean, the that's one of those tough things where in baseball where, you know, your arm's only got so many, you know, at-bats and so many innings you can go. And I think there was some question, some legitimate question coming into the year. Was he going to play? Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe playing in the MVC doesn't give him as prepared as the college coaches would have wanted. Maybe play travel ball during the season or what have you. I mean, there was some legit question, I think, in Toma if he was going to come out or not. Yeah, that's, I mean, I heard Buzz. I had a lot of people contacting me asking me if he was going to play. Um, and when I got around to contacting Coach Brookman and Toma, the immediate, it was immediate yes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we, we've had some really good players come through here, and, I, and we haven't had any of them really opt for that yet. Now, I know things are changing. It's not the same as it was 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, yeah, there may have been a possibility for him to do that. Um, but obviously he's pitching here, which is good for us. We get more chances to go out and watch him pitch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to get to the Ana game on Monday, but I'm guessing there were people there uh, just trying to get a glimpse of him again and, you know, before he leaves. Uh, going to Alabama is a big deal. If you get drafted, it's even bigger. Right. So we'll see how he handles that when, when we get to it this summer. Um, but for now, I guess just be happy that he's still around here and you get to go out and, and watch him throw. Yeah, I caught him a couple times later in the season because Tomlin made a, a postseason run last year. And um, just the, the command of his of his fastball and then the just huge change between that and his breaking ball, uh, it's it's one of those things where you look at it, it's like, as a high schooler, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. the, average, the average high school hitter, when you're just kind of standing there looking at those pitches, like, who knows? I'm just going to start flinging around and see if we can, I can make contact here. But um, It was the same. R.J. Seidel was the same at Central years ago. Really? Uh, when he played. And I remember being fortunate enough one time being out at Copeland and watching a Central Logan game, and it was R.J. Seidel against Tony Mueller pitching. Those were the two starters. I think Tony was a freshman okay. at the time. Uh, but I got to see those two guys throw against each other. And Seidel was a, a lot like that, too, where people had just had a tough time figuring out anything to do with him. He was, he was that much you know, better than people out there. Right. And Todd, earlier you mentioned Central. Two big wins to start the season for them over La Crescent, uh, historically, you know, very, very good program under Rick Boyer over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Caledonia coming off a, a state run uh, for them. 
Central's one of those teams that seem like every year they're they they're solid. If 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 not, they're good. You know, great teams. They're solid. Like they always are going to be competitive. Oh, yeah. And this just shows that they play some really tough teams early in the season. Obviously, it's nice when they're close like that. But then to get two two big wins like that, showing not only depth from pitching and hitting and clutch plays. I mean, they had to make a couple of big defensive plays uh, two nights ago to get that win. I, I think it just kind of shows like. That, that one of the consistent baseball programs around here. Yes, and they have been long before I got here. I mean, Central Baseball goes back quite a ways in terms of success, and it hasn't always been on top, but it's been near the top. It's never really dropped off the face of the earth or anything. Um, football's kind of gone up and down over there. Baseball has really stayed pretty consistent. Um, starting the season, beating Caledonia was a pretty big deal. They came back and played much better defensively is what Joe Branson said, uh, central coach in, in the LaCressa game. He was happy with the way they played defense. I think he wants to see the offense get going a little more, but I'm sure every coach at this point would, would tell you that. Other than Holman softball, maybe sure. 20. <laughs> um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and that's kind of what Joe said uh, was they're, they're kind of waiting for the offense to get going. Uh, the pitching's done a really good job. He was really, really happy about the defense in the LaCressa game. I know that. They, gave, they made some errors against Caledonia and won. Um, I can't remember it was like three or five, something like that. Because uh, I remember talking to him after the game saying, you made all those errors, but you won. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's good, but, you know, in the day-to-day, you want to cut down on that kind of stuff. So um, they took a step forward against the Crescent, and we'll see where they go from here. I think they have Holman next week. That would be a big so one, that, yeah. That would be a good game. And that's one of those funny things that in, in baseball, softball, in this area, like you've got all these matchups uh, slated for, you know, like, like you said, next week for those two. Then rain comes, or yeah, who knows, yeah, snow yeah, comes yeah. in this area, and then it becomes like, oh, three of our biggest games are within five days of each other. So I, I, I will be, I'm not envious of the baseball and softball coaches in this area having to deal with that type of stuff and getting fields ready and all that type of stuff. And the other thing to throw in there, too, is a lot of these big games will happen on Mondays. People aren't right. – usually you're not talking – big high school events on Monday. So that, that's what the spring is, and NBC uh, tries to get a decent number of baseball games in on Monday. So uh, watch the schedule and, and see when those games are because there's some good up. I mean, it gives you another night of the week to go out and watch something that, that uh, can be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of to wrap up here for the week, kind of a shorter podcast, not a ton going on yet, but uh, give you some of the highlights. This weekend we're going to be running both our uh, girls and boys all Tribune basketball teams. We're going to start with the girls on Saturday. Uh, Good package there with both coach and player of the year stories. We're not going to give it away yet. Just make sure you're watching on lacrossetribune.com Friday night and into Saturday for that. And then the boys will come on Sunday. Um, I think just I'm, I'm sure people can guess where we're going for some of these things, but just the, the stories that we got out of, uh, of both our players and then both our coaches I think are really good reads and really good stuff for everybody to, to make sure you're watching. And then also, I mean, we had some really tough debates with – you know, second team for wrestling that came out last week. Um, the boys team, uh, boys basketball team, just getting to, to 10 for the first team. Yep. It, it was tough this season. And then trying to figure out honorable mention, you know, when you get down to those last couple of spots, there's, you know, six, seven people for three spots. Yeah. It, it becomes really tough. Yes, and that's a year-in, year-out thing. Um, we, we used to do teams of five, and it was a little easier because you may have a, have a little drop-off there. Um, but I think had we done it, that, that first team would have been tough on both sides this year. I agree. The second team would have been very good. Um, so I, I think it would have created some more, <laughs> more headaches uh, for us that way. Uh, we went to a 10-player first team a couple of years ago, and sticking with that, give more people a chance to get on that first team. Um, but, yeah, the, every year it comes down to tough decisions, and, and some, are, some of the toughest are the coaches. 
Yeah. To be honest, it's. I think I'm sure there are a lot of people that just look and and think, oh, they've just picked whatever coach his team did the best, so he's coach of the year, and that's not really the case. Uh, there's a the Wyack method, like there's there's a, I like yeah, to call yeah. it here in the office. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot more that goes into it than that, and there's there's we're looking at a lot of people with, with all those decisions that we make. Absolutely. Well, for Colton Bartholomew, that was Todd Sommerfeld. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, just make sure you're watching lacrosstermeeting.com, like I mentioned, for the player and coach of the year stories this weekend. But also go back and look at the prep roundup the other night um, for all these no-hitters. And then I'm sure a ton of more stuff coming in the next few days. But thank you for listening. And if you have anything you want to hear, want to hear us talk about here on the podcast, uh, shoot us an email or get us on Twitter. See Bart Dizzle for me, Sommerfeld, LAX for Todd. But we will be back next week talking more spring sports and maybe wrapping up uh, girls and boys basketball as well. But thank you for listening, and we will be back.